This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. This was stunning. A little, a few hours ago, Tehran showing off this hypersonic missile uh, in Iran, the first ever in Iran. Guess who helped them? China. And this comes as there are reports that China is planning on building a spy base, possibly in Cuba. Joining us now. And there's John, denials. There's denials. There's denials. But you never know who's telling the truth. You mean we could uh, trust Cuba or China? Is that what you're saying? You can trust, absolutely trust Cuba. You know, I, I once bought counterfeit cigars in Cuba. Oh, well, then you can definitely trust them. Were they, were they uh, Cohibas or not? <laughs> Supposedly Cohibas. Oh, well, then maybe we'll change our mind. All right, let's but go. You, 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 couldn't, you couldn't take a drag on it. <laughs> Don't sound so Tony good. Tony Schaefer, what the heck is going on? Tell us. Former CIA John, the next official. Time buy, the next time you buy cigars, make sure they don't like taste like bubble gum. Those are not real cigars. <laughs> yeah. <isn't it>? yeah. <laughs> good to know. I, I bought them. Right. We were walking around the flea market in Havana with an with a former congressman from New Jersey, and they, 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 this guy is not. It's about a hundred degrees, and Frank Guarini, Frank uh, Governor Patterson. You remember Frank Guarini? Yeah. I remember yeah. him. Yeah, and and, and this guy comes up to us. It's a hundred degrees with a big overcoat on. Did he have it opens in his up coat? his overcoat? <laughs> and says, "I got Havana cigars for you, only twenty dollars a box." That sounds very reputable. <laughs> Wait, was that the same trip I was on with you, John, or was that a different it might Cuba have been. trip? Was Frank Guarini on that trip? I think he was. Then I you were on that trip with me. Well, I ha- you by the way, and Curtis and uh, I might have bought it from the same guy because I had a couple of my own boxes on the way back. <laughs> what do you think? Who's telling the truth? Who's lying? Or is everybody lying? So you need to look at the statements, John. Basically, the White House, when they said uh, the reports are "quote unquote" inaccurate. That's a non-denial denial. So I think uh, the Pentagon, the White House, they all know, they, you know, uh, John, Burns over at CIA, they are where this is going on. And I think they're trying to downplay it because that's been the policy is to, to basically be nice to China no matter what. And at this point, based on the research I did uh, earlier today for, for this interview and some other things, there's every indication the Chinese have invested heavily into Cuba. Cuba has a, a real crisis regarding economy. The Chinese are willing to fill that void with some hard currency. And, yeah, they, they need, John, for purposes of surveilling us, especially if we decide to respond to some of their aggression, what we're going to do with the Atlantic fleet, with uh, the, the resources in Florida. A sig- signals intelligence base is what they're going for. will give them a great deal of intelligence regarding what we're doing in the southwestern, southeastern United States. So I think it's totally – I think they're, everybody's lying, to be honest with you. Yeah, and do they – I don't know. You were former CIA. What, year, what years did you serve? Oh, I served uh, 30 and a half years, and I was actually a military operative. We were, wow. you know, we're all trained by Good. CIA. But yeah, you know, uh, I served from 1981 to 2011, 30 and a half wow. years. Okay. I'd uh, say that's, that's an interesting years. Those are good. Uh, uh, Judge Weinberg, you got a question. Okay. Good to talk to you again, Tony. It's been a whole day. Hey, Judge. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, you did a podcast, right? That's right. Did you, okay, good. That's great. Right. Yeah, great, great interview. Yes, thank you. What I want to ask you about is these new yes, reports sir. about uh, – 
the delivery system that China is allegedly given to uh, to Iran, and what's the significance of that? Significance. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, Judge. So basically, the Saudis have already purchased their nuclear weapons. They have them sitting in Pakistan in a warehouse in Ruapendi. We know this. And uh, it's funny that the, the, the Chinese have also provided the Saudis ballistic missile capability to mount the warheads on. And now China is, you know, playing both sides against the middle. They're going to do the same thing with the Iranians, which with what I suspect is uh, probably 20 to 25 kiloton nuclear warheads that would be able to take out uh, something the size of Hiroshima or a little bit more. Yeah, but I, I think mean, they could do a lot of damage and hurt a lot of people. But now the Ed Cox here, Tony, they have, but they have not supplied the Russians, have they? No, they have not. Why is that? Well, I think the Russians have their own uh, technology capabilities. Remember, this is the, these guys all deal with each other behind the scenes. For example, in North Korea, the Russians were the one coaching the North Koreans on their weapons program. So the honest answer is every one of those countries has uh, motivation to work together to find a way to defend, uh, to, to prepare and develop weapons that will destroy our allies. And the last thing we want at this point, which is what I think is developing, and the Biden administration is not doing to stop it, is a Middle East uh, uh, Cold War between Saudi Arabia, the, the Sunni, and the uh, Iranian, the Shia. And the, the people are going to get caught in the middle of the, is, the, is the Israelis, which I'm very concerned about. And what do they we do, are, Tony? What do the Israelis well, we, do in this situation now? We need, we need to actually, again, what the judge and I talked about this yesterday, they need to basically act on their own to pick up the Abraham Accords and move forward with that, with or without us. There, there are interests within the Saudi Arabian nation, within other Middle Eastern nations, Egypt, to continue that process of economic prosperity and development of the region. That's the best bet. Uh, at this point, unfortunately, we cannot count on Joe Biden and this administration to take a leadership role. Let the Israelis take the lead with the Saudis, with the Egyptians, and do something to, to prepare for and try to dissuade the Iranians from having weapons that can do some do damage to the region. And uh, Governor David Patterson? Uh, Tony, uh, given all the time of your service, why is it that the United States has never done what our adversaries have done, which is to uh, enlist each other's support? In other words, why aren't we taking our allies right now and training them how to have warheads on their campuses because they're actually closer to the enemy than we are? So there's been a policy, uh, Governor, it's a great question, that we would defend them. We had the nuclear umbrella. This goes back to the 1960s, that basically we wanted to dissuade them for the very purpose I just mentioned. We don't want nuclear warheads getting out of control, and I think that's the biggest fear. I I think we've all seen the movie, The Sum of All Fears, where a nuclear device ends up in Baltimore. That's the sort of thing we were trying to avoid. And I actually worked with Ambassador Hank Cooper, you you all know Hank, on uh, programs back in the uh, mid-2000s on this where we would try to find a way to detect these things going loose and we still work on those things but the idea is at this point unfortunately governor nobody trusts the united states because of joe biden and i I, i'm not saying this is a partisan issue i'm just saying the allies don't trust them therefore we know now japan to to use your example is ready to build their own weapons they're about six six months away from having their own weapon any given time they've prepared the materials they just haven't gone forward yes great answer thank you yeah that's Schaefer. we should have you on more often because so many problems in the world and and the the, the first people to, uh, to 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 show it was saudi arabia saudi arabia doesn't trust washington wow and uh israel this washington. israel Israel doesn't trust the White House. Yeah, there were. Right. You just heard Tony Schaefer, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, 30 years experience saying it's the Biden White House that they are worried. Tony Schaefer, we're going to talk to you again real soon. 
Uh, absolutely, and I, I, I appreciate being the bearer of bad news on your show. Thank you. <laughs> Tony, thank you. Let's take- Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.